0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.
1: Emergency services in Middleton are warning residents that further flooding might be on the way as water levels in the Onakura River continue to rise. The warning comes after businesses in the town were left devastated following floods that swept through Main Street and surrounding areas. And with their livelihoods washed away, owners are still in shock and say that the proposed financial support from government may not be enough. I'm joined by Linda Corigliano, owner of La Trattoria restaurant on Main Street in Middleton and Laurie O'Donnell, owner of HS2 Middleton Hair Salon. Good morning and uh, welcome. Uh, We'll start with you, uh, Linda. Tell us exactly the circumstances morning. when you realised that uh, the water was rising.
0: Good morning, Pat. Um, well, it was Wednesday, kind of lunchtime, normal day in the restaurant, busy lunch. Um, we had no warning, no one had told us. It was just um, an orange alert. So, you know, business goes on.
1: So so you had customers at tables in the restaurant?
0: Yes, yeah. And um, we actually had... A, a busy restaurant because we had junior certs that were left out of school and they were in having pizzas. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden it just came in the back door and came in the front door. So it came in both areas like a river.
1: And I how, how quickly did it. the water level rise? I mean, how long before it was ten up minutes. to your knees and up to your waist?
0: It was 10 minutes up to our knees and then within half an hour it was up to our waist.
1: So, what was the but reaction? So
0: we, got every, we, we, we got everyone out when it was just kind of up to their shins. Okay. Um, we, got, we got all the adults out. We looked after the school children, all the staff, make sure they were okay. We hadn't time to do, put anything away. That was our
1: problem. Yeah. The damage that happened then uh, is everything destroyed?
0: Destroyed. Like obviously didn't we had to go out the door everything so the water level was coming so we we couldn't get back in then because when we tried to open the door the, the pressure of the the water
1: you couldn't push the door uh, open
0: couldn't push the door in so we just were stranded outside and so like just watching this unfold unfortunately our, our our van from the business was the same way right you know covered right up to the up to the door handle outside the door so um, so my husband had to wade the whole way up. Within, I, I think it took an hour to get out of out of Middleton up to the top of the road. Mm. Now, and we helped with other restaurants and businesses. You know, we all helped together. Each each of us.
1: Have you got insurance? No. No. And the no,
0: they have insurance, but none for flood.
1: but not for flooding so if the kitchen went on no. fire, for example, you would be covered for that, but not no. for a disaster no, yeah. like.
0: and public liability obviously, yeah. yeah, but not for flooding, so like it happened seven years ago, eight years ago, and um not to the extent of yeah. yesterday it was the worst ever
1: now the the waters I presume have subsided almost completely
0: yeah we're we're in we're in we're in here now cleaning, but the the whole place is, is dry, but uh, at the the town is on high alert again because the banks are after breaking on Millbrook, which is where the river is. So yeah. we've been told just to stay and be careful. But I I it, it, I don't think it's going to be as bad as 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 Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Now it the, can't be because
1: when when water comes in, you don't know what it contains, and of course uh, there can be stuff disgusting. from sewage and all the rest that can come up yeah. uh, through the drains. Yeah. So, what would you say about the condition of your restaurant? Is this a complete write-off?
0: Well, at the moment, it's looking horrendous. We don't... Everything and all the furniture is out. It's totally destroyed out the back. All the tables are out. Everything is... We're not sure... Like We obviously have good flooring. We don't know what way it's going to be. Come out, the smell is desperate. We also had a tank of oil, you know, for heating. We just got a fill of two and a half thousand, and that Burst out the back. It, it it toppled with the power of the current of the water.
1: So all so of that with, oil we're then spilled with out. The
0: smell of, of diesel now yeah, we're dealing with that now as well. That's gone completely. That's another big huge. As we yeah. talk, we're our, our walk-in freezer, which is probably the size of a sitting room, that's been cleared now. We have um, students from Middleton CBS boys down helping us this morning, and we're clearing that out this morning. So that's everything is dumped there now this morning. That's gone. Oh, eleven fridges, every one of them gone.
1: All right, and and things like your pizza oven, your coffee machine. Are the pizza any oven,
0: th- the water was inside in the pizza oven, right up to it because it's low.
1: All right, and and the, the oven, coffee machine is that salvageable? Coffee machine
0: is okay. No, that's fine. We okay. were, able to, we we're able to salvage that, but just all all the stock, we really, did everything stock because like we we'd be a busy place, so we'd have a lot of um, it was coming in, you know, for yeah. lunch and sweeter a lot of bookings for this weekend. My so goodness. we've got coming
1: in. So w- when Don't you, you start on. counting the cost, it's going to be enormous and uh, that compensation package that yeah. the government is putting yeah. together may not be enough to cover all the businesses.
0: Pat, I tell you, it wouldn't even cover, uh, what, what 5,000 wouldn't even cover a fridge at the moment. So, yeah. I mean, we definitely need more. So we're at the stage where we're looking, how are we even going to survive?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, how are we even going to keep going? And, and you know,
1: you know it must We've be seen
0: anyone from the council come in and helping yeah um, come in and saying you know obviously you pay your rates and like can can what can you do about that nothing
1: yeah. uh, well you know? uh, I'm sure as well as the physical devastation of uh, your restaurant uh, it does take an emotional toll you know your your business that you've built up and that is your livelihood and is everything really is gone
0: is you know he's you know i mean his main job you know he's chef here you now we have twenty four staff but it's his main job and it's it's heartbreaking for him he's here since he's a you know seventeen years of age we're 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 a long time in business, and we have you know a good business we've good neighbors all the like we're i'm- sh- i'm talking for all the shops on this main street where everyone's devastated all our all our fellow shops yeah. are they're all the same. It's crazy.
1: Well, well Linda, thank you very much for, for sharing that terrible experience with us. And I'll, I'll talk to Laurie O'Donnell in a moment or two. But we're joined by the Minister for the Office of Public Works, Patrick O'Donnell. Minister, good morning.
2: Martin Pat, and morning to your listeners. Now, you heard
1: Linda's experience there and, uh, you know, we'll be getting something similar from Laurie. I, I think there's no doubt that you understand the nature of the devastation of this.
2: Oh, yeah, look, I mean, I met Linda yesterday in, in, in what can only be described. I, I suppose I've seen so many of these now, um, including um, my brother's premises in Bandon in County Cork, when, when he flooded three or four times. Um, uh, the devastation that it causes in a family is, is terrible. Um, but the stench in, in Middleton yesterday of, of kerosene, of diesel, of sewerage, um, as the place dried out, it's difficult to comprehend that water would come up that fast. But in my own town of Newcastle West in 2008, it came up and down within a couple of hours as well. And it was basically like a monsoon in Middleton as well. So what you had in Middleton is you had uh, a month's rainfall in less than 48 hours uh, in a slow moving storm that basically was a water bomb over the town. And surrounding villages, and uh, none of the none of the arteries could cope with it. And then you had the tide that wouldn't let the, the water out either. And um, so you had literally all of the perfect ingredients for, and, and the land was sudden uh, because of the run into it, uh, the, the weeks running into it. So the devastation that has been caused yesterday, the Taoiseach was there with a number of other ministers, and Simon Coveney uh, is bringing. Uh, proposal to government on Tuesday um, for a business support scheme uh, and it will be live immediately. Uh, I spoke to him last night about it. Heather Humphreys has a support scheme already that is live um, uh, with the Community Welfare Officer for households that are uninsured that need uh, immediate assistance. So there is immediate assistance available already and the business support scheme. Uh, once Car County Council as well have a, a job of work to do to actually quantify Um, the number of properties because we still don't have, there's still information coming in about outlying properties that are being affected. But certainly from speaking to the Office of Public Work officials yesterday that were in Middleton with me, this is the worst that they have ever seen, including the 2009 Cork event. And only for the fact that it happened during the day, we would be having a different conversation because we would probably be talking about loss of life.
1: Now, the the solutions to this, we can't change the weather, we can't determine whether a storm is going to be fast-moving or slow-moving and the amount of water it dumps uh, on any particular area. But is there any possible engineering solution? You know, are there places that could be turned into flooding plains in the event of the tide being uh, inhospitable to allowing water into the sea? Uh, Is there anything that that you can do from an engineering point of view to to mitigate this?
2: Well, look, I mean, we have we have a, a long series of successes in County Cork and Mallow, from mice, Gibberine, Bend and Clannock Hilty, uh, Manway, all have been uh, Douglas, Talker, all have been alleviated by engineering works. And, you know, over the last number of years, I've been beating a very lonely drum about climate adaptation and the need for us not to be talking about just emissions reductions, but actual physical interventions that protect towns like Middleton. We have um, a preferred option um, that was heavily consulted with the people of Middleton last year. It's currently having its environmental impact assessment report finished. And I would hope that we'll have a planning application ready to be lodged um, in 2024 early in it. Now, the problem is and I've spoken to you about this before, Pat, we can't guarantee um, the outcome of a planning um, application, nor can we guarantee that someone won't pop up and object to it, as has been the case in other parts of County Cork. I mean, in a neighbouring town over the road in Glenmire, where I'm going today, um, the of Public Works are on the ground at the moment with, our contractors Sorensen and Cork City Council and we're not for the fact that we had contractors there we would be de- dealing with a totally different situation in Glenmire as well uh, versus what, what thankfully uh, wound up there even though there was an awful lot of damage done so engineering works do do work um, and they do make a difference. Uh, But unfortunately, you know, uh, through the advent of judicial review and easy access and, um, you know, to to, to people to object, uh, who ordinarily are not the people, there'll be nobody on the main street of Middleton um, that'll be objecting to a flood relief scheme. Um, Unfortunately, what we have found is that when we go into a town, we're accused of environmental terrorism and everything else. But if you look at Bandon, uh, where my own family are living, um, the Bandon flood relief scheme worked Ordinarily in, in the normal course of event, if a, mu- if a month's rain fell in 48 hours in Cork Airport, which was the measure that, at the gauge there, Bandon would have been underwater as well. But it wasn't because the scheme worked uh, and I think there needs to be a change around, uh, you know, this is it's Middleton today, but it is going to be, unfortunately, other towns and the east and south coast what into are, the near future. Uh, uh,
1: Minister, what are the nature of those works? Uh, I mean, are they very intrusive so that people are saying, you're blocking my view because you've built a wall here? Or what is the nature of the construction well, that would uh, maybe prompt some people uh, who don't really understand the devastation of floodwaters, prompts some people to object?
2: Well, there's a variety. Like in Clannacilty, we have upland storage, we have walls, we have glass um, you know, in Bandon, we had significant uh, works that was done in the river itself. There's walls there. In my own town in Newcastle West, there's walls in Watford. There's glass. So it, it's a variety of the, But there will be engineering works, uh, a significant. And in in Middleton, talking to the engineers from Cork County Council last night, and um, and the Office of Public Works, it, it's, it's, it includes a variety. Middleton is also very unusual in the fact that it has underground rivers. It's a karst landscape. It's also an SPA, a special protected area. It's a Natura area. It's at the northeastern corner of uh, Cork Harbour. So when the wind comes at a, a particular direction with a high tide uh, and you have the land sodden, you have the perfect recipe for what happened there. So, 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 so where,
1: it, where will the water go in that situation where the wind is coming is from a particular direction, the tide is high? And you've got um, so a month's rain in can... a night. Where does that water go?
2: So you can use a variety of different things. You can, you can store the water upland, which is what we do in Clannock Hilty. But as well as that, you, you know, you use the word there, and some other people might use it, intrusive, like walls and embankments are part and parcel of climate adaptation and mitigation works that we do. The one in Douglas. Um, I mean, if you saw the torrent of water that came down uh, through Douglas yesterday, but it didn't come out into the village um, because the scheme that we built only was finished there uh, within the last twelve months. So one per- one person's intrusiveness is another person's absolute necessity to make sure sure there isn't sewerage inside in to six feet. Like, I mean, if you saw yesterday what uh, one person showed me, plate glass windows on the front of a shop that were burst clear open with the pressure of the water, cars with the airbags burst open and literally up to my breast uh, uh, in, in sewerage, I'll excrement every sort of filth and dirt. And so like, you know, one person's intrusiveness is an, absolute, is an absolute necessity to somebody else. And I suppose, no more than the tarnished yesterday in the doll, Like I would appeal to people who, who aren't being flooded and who aren't the, the victims of what the people in Middleton were yesterday to think very long and hard before you lodge an objection yeah. or a judicial um, Minister, the, you know,
1: the, a number of listeners are suggesting that you just include these kind of works under uh, the banner of vital infrastructure that limits the ability of people to object.
2: Well, Pat, you know, I'd love to do that. But unfortunately, there's the Habitats Directive, the Birds Directive. Um, you know, these are all EU directives, Water Framework Directives that are all coming from our parliamentarians in, in the European Parliament. They've now decided that they want to re-wet land. I mean, I've been a very lonesome Joe as well when it comes to the talk of re-wetting land. Re-wetting land is, is another byword for flooding somebody else. Uh, if we don't let the water out its natural course, out through unimpeded channels through our rivers and streams out to the sea, then places will flood. That is, the, that is the reality. We have, we have political parties that want the Arterial Drainage Act repealed and want our rivers and, and streams turned back into jungles. Like, if that happens... Aren't they your, houses, your
1: colleagues in government?
2: No, sorry, they're not. It's, uh, Sinn Féin, actually, or the party in, in the Shannon who want the Arterial Drainage Act, which is the act in which we do most of our works on our rivers, uh, they want that repealed. That allows, in my own county in Limerick, the Meg, the Field, the Deal, all, the Mulcair, all to be... Um, um, maintained on an annual basis by the Office of Public Works to make sure that the water can actually get out into the sea without being impeded. If it's not, land floods and as a result, houses flood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to have to have some very adult stack like conversations in this country that, you know, climate change is effective of life. Absolutely. Yeah. But you can't keep the water out of the town of Middleton or Clannacilty or Skibbereen or Bandon or anywhere else. We're just talking about emissions reductions. You need to involve physical infrastructure.
1: Yeah. And that is probably not obviously caused by all development, but we have developed on areas over the years that used to be flooding plains, which was nature's uh, safety valve, if you like. And then we build on them. And uh, I mean, that was criminal, but it was allowed to happen in so many places.
2: if you, if you go back long, if you go back far enough into the place names, you'll find, uh, you know, early, you know, into the Vikings, you'll find, uh, you know, the, some of our uh, heavily populated areas are in the, the areas that are probably most prone now uh, to the advent of climate change. Look at the town of Wexford, Inniscarty, Waterford, which we've protected. But all of these other towns around the south coast that equally need protection, if we are going to trundle through uh, the same level of high court appeals uh, on planala appeals, uh, you know, judicial reviews, it will mean that, you know, once we have a planning application for the likes of and finished, which I would hope to see commenced in 2024, there is absolutely no guarantee that I won't be talking to you after a long, arduous period of time in a planning process when somebody will have taken judicial review against it who has Mm -hmm. no connection to the town high up or low down who could be living in Donegal. Mm -hmm. Like, that is wrong.
1: Now, finally, Minister, the whole question of insurance, and I made the point yesterday that, you know, we have community rating in our health insurance where everybody kind of pays the same amount of money irrespective of their physical condition. Um, We have a situation in the Motor Insurers Bureau of Ireland where every person who's insured ultimately pays for those who are uninsured um, if they cause harm via their driving. Is there some sort of scheme that can be created by government that would allow every policyholder in the country with a property to contribute in a small way to mitigate the difficulties of those who, you know, theoretically should not have insurance because of flooding?
2: Well, I suppose, look, every policyholder and every taxpayer is contributing in a small way for, for for Middleton and every other town because of the schemes the government have available to them for the uninsured. But even if a town doesn't flood and there are flood maps that are produced uh, by the Office of Public Works and the likelihood of flooding, the reality is insurance companies are walking away anyway. Uh, and, you know, even where there are flood schemes built to an international standard, um, uh, and tested and implemented by both by the local authorities and by ourselves, uh, insurance companies are also walking away. You know, I, I, I often think that they're looking for an opportunity to just walk out. They'll pay the first time and then they're gone. Even if a flood scheme is delivered in many cases, they still won't insure. So the, okay. the state has effectively become the insurer last are through the likes of the schemes that Simon Coveney and Heather Humphreys have done. But look, what I would appeal to the people, the business people especially, we met many of them yesterday, the scheme will be up and running early in the week engage with it. Uh, Simon Coveney has said that it will be as, you know, the the little amount of bureaucracy as possible. He's conscious of the fact that people have enough to be done coming up to Christmas uh, to get the money out to them. Uh, And the same with Heather Humphreys. Go to your community welfare officer uh, and the money will be available to you.
1: All right, Minister, thank you very much for joining us. The Minister for the Office of Public Works, Patrick O'Donovan. Listening to all of that, uh, Laurie O'Donnell of the HS2 Middleton hair salon. Laurie, um, some light at the end of the tunnel that little bureaucracy and a sufficient amount of money will be forthcoming. What do you say?
3: It's 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 hard to say. I suppose you know five thousand next week. You know it's not going to help enough of the businesses around Middleton. You know everybody has been affected. We saw the town yesterday. It was it was like Armageddon. There was just people everywhere. Businesses being stripped out onto the main street. Skips being taken in and out every twenty minutes. It was just absolute carnage. Mm. And I don't think you know it needs to be. Given to people quick. Christmas is yeah. fast approaching, and business you want to get there. back in business
1: now. T- tell me what happened. You were presumably cutting hair, colouring mm. hair, blow drying yes. hair when the water yes. arrived.
3: You know our salon in H two. You know is super busy. It's always at full capacity. You know so the salon was at full capacity. And we walked out the door at half as 12 and asked the councillor, do we need sandbags? You know, people seem to be worrying about the the river overflowing. And they, they said, no, 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 you, you know, you're not on high alert. It's fine. No need to panic. And at one o'clock, I opened the door to go out to my car outside the front. And the water came straight in over my feet. And within 10 minutes, it was nearly up to our knees. And we were trying to barricade inside. Um, the window was cracking at the front. So we knew then we had to get everybody out. You know, it was it was. And, and did, indeed, did, did, behind.
1: did you have to then get people to depart half done?
3: Yeah. <clears throat> oh, we had to try and, you know, the girls, the girls were super efficient. Like they knew it was just all hands on deck, like rinse out whatever needed to be done. And everybody had to get out. Yeah. Safety was an absolute priority. We had to make sure, you know, we got out, we opened the back door. The water was coming in the back door. Mm. We were wading out in waste level. And I can't stress enough that it's not just flood water. It was like a river, like there was a current. Yeah. So, well, y- y- you, know, went from under, you know,
1: people could go home and blow dry their hair and they can come again when you're open for a cut. Yep. But if you, if mm. the colour's left in. <laughs>
3: <you> <laughs> no, never that know. was all rinsed. We, <laughs> don't worry, they were sorted. We there was plenty of water there, so there was no panic on that front. <laughs> Um, tell me about the,
1: the devastation. I mean, uh, a salon has loads of equipment. You might be able mm. to salvage your very expensive uh, scissors and so on uh, because you can carry them with you. But uh, dryers and all the other stuff and the sinks. And was, yeah. did sewage come in?
3: I I can tell you that it's the cleanest river in Ireland anyway. It's full of shampoo and bleach because um, everything was swept away. The window burst at the front, so... Um, the water came to I think it was like chest height inside you can see it on the mirrors where it came to and um, everything was swept out there's there's nothing left like everything is gone So this is as far
1: as you're concerned this is a complete refurb you've got to start again
3: Yeah it's like going in there we we rebranded two years ago and actually moved to the bottom of the town so it's like looking at the salon it was two years ago and having to start from scratch yeah essentially Yeah, the the only good thing that we have is, is the team is all there you know everyone's still there and they were there yesterday morning, so we have a good team with us, you know. We 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 will rebuild rebuild I suppose and and be back stronger. Yeah. But we were at the peak, like so it's so upsetting. you know, it's like we were nominated for awards in November, like it's huge, you know, the salon is huge. It's just it's devastating. It's actually just
1: Yeah. How many people do you employ there, Laurie?
3: There's there's ten of us in there.
1: All right. So big, big this employer. Is,
3: this is what this is what we were trying to say to Leo Vradka yesterday. I mean There's staff in there that want to work. They want to go back to work. And, you know, they had no answers for us. What what can we do, you know? And it's the same for the rest of the town. There's a lot of people going around there helping today, but what what can they do, you know?
1: All right. And then, of course, with everyone wanting uh, to basically clean out their business and start again, whether it's shelving and so on, shop fitting, there'll be a shortage of that kind of labour as well, I imagine, because all builders are kind of busy at the moment.
3: Yeah. Well, no. I mean, yesterday, my God, you should have seen everybody. There was, you know, CB Tool Hire were down there. You know, every every you know electrician was down there. It was just like the whole community came together. They dropped whatever needs to be dropped and and came down and 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 helped everybody on the main street. It was just phenomenal. I I've never seen anything like it. It really was. It was phenomenal. It was just I it, I was speechless. I never seen anything like it. There was breakfast baths being handed out to everybody, coffee flowing water, like there was no shortage of anything down there, like it was truly amazing, Mm. it was.
1: It sounds like a brilliant community (laughs) spirit in spite of the adversity that uh, you've suffered. You'll
3: you'll never knock the Cork people but I can tell you Middleton stands strong, I can tell you that much.
1: (laughs) Well if if I'm passing through Middleton I'll come in and have a, a snip
3: I suppose, yeah, we, I suppose we can, we can look after you if, if, if we face. Yeah,
1: and I'll be, I'll be there if to inspect the, the spanking new premises. Hopefully, it'll happen very soon. Laurie, thank you very much for talking to us. That's Laurie O'Donnell of HS2 Middleton Hair Salon. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.